0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As you heard, the uh, sermon text will be about the resurrection, and so I'm going to start with Alleluia! Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Alleluia! Please be seated. I got to be honest. I've been having a blast this last month picking out uh, songs as we plan the worship services, and. uh, Some of the hymns that we've been singing, oh man, they've just been such good hymns. So many of them capture the essence of the season, both for Advent and for Holy Week and now even for Christmas. And as I was picking the songs, it made me think of all the regular songs we sing during this time of year. You know, the ones that uh, we start to hear on the radio the day after Thanksgiving, the same ones that seem to vanish again the day after Christmas. And I made an interesting observation this year. Have you ever noticed how some of the songs we sing at this time of year are actually questions? Many, if not most of the songs, boldly proclaim Christ or they describe some holiday tradition. But there are some songs that that pose questions to the listeners. I call them question-themed Christmas songs, and there is uh, there's one song that we sing in the church, but we don't or we don't sing it in the church, but we hear it on the radio. It came out in 1984, and I learned it was just redone again 30 years later in uh, 2014. Called "Do They Know It's Christmas?" Maybe you've heard it before. And this song focuses on how we here in America have reason to celebrate with having plenty and not having reason to fear, contrasting life in Africa where there's a lack of food and water readily available and war seems imminent. And it poses the question, do they, the Africans, know that it's Christmas due in part to all the hardships they face? Now, that one is a bit more socially charged than others, but it isn't the only question-themed Christmas song. Another one you've probably heard of is, Do You Hear What I Hear? Go. Come on. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Little Bing Crosby for you in the morning. This song focuses on basically someone asking someone else Am I crazy? I'm seeing these strange things. I'm hearing these strange things. I'm not the only one, right? You hear it too. And when you look at the lyrics, you can see that there are some pretty crazy things happening. First, you've got the night wind talking to a little lamb about seeing a star. And then you have a sheep talking to a shepherd boy about hearing the angels sing. And though... The song alludes to Jesus being born. It doesn't actually say it outright. And so we're left with the characters of this song kind of just wondering what's going on that first Christmas. Another question-themed Christmas song that gets a little closer to the heart of what we're celebrating at Christmas is Mary, Did You Know? Mary, did you know that your baby boy You know the song, right? And it asks Mary, the mother of Jesus, if she knew that Jesus is God and the Savior of the world. It uses words like, Mary, did you know this child that you delivered will soon deliver you? That your baby boy will one day rule the nations? That this sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Now it's debatable what she knew or didn't know about Jesus. She knew this child was important. She knew he was going to play a vital role in God's plan for salvation. But to be able to say for certain that she knew that Jesus would end up on the cross or that he would be raised from the dead, one can't really say one way or the other. Even if she knew this would happen, the question then becomes... Did she know what it all meant? And so that gets us to the last question-themed Christmas song that I found. And it's actually found in our hymnal, uh, hymn 370, What Child Is This? What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap sleep? Out of all of the babies born, throughout all of time and throughout all of space, the questions here in this song specifically focus on this baby born to the Virgin Mary. And what is his identity? What I like about this song is that it actually goes on to try to answer the questions that it poses. Who is this baby? What child is this? It's Jesus. God's anointed to save his people. And how does he do that? Nails, spear, shall pierce him through. The cross he bore for me, for you. And the questions raised to these songs, though we hear them from our Christian viewpoint and we hear them with ears of faith, the stark reality is that there's some people out there that hear these questions posed in these songs, and they are not able to answer them. Who is this Jesus? Why did he have to come to the earth? Why did he have to die? What's with this whole resurrection mess? Has Jesus been reincarnated? Did he just go into a really, really deep coma and only appear to be dead? Even if Jesus... Died, as you Christians said, and that he died for, for sin. What's to say he died for my sin? There's these questions. And instead of facing these questions head on, instead of wrestling with the answers and the implications these answers would, would ha- then have on their lives, it's much easier to just sing along with the songs on the radio as you head from one store to another buying gifts, distracted from the real meaning of the season. But these questions are literally a matter of life and death, eternal life and eternal death. You see, God has a plan for salvation. He's had it since the very beginning. And we've been watching this plan unfold for the last year and a half now as we've been doing the readings of the plan at this church And this plan culminates in Jesus' death and resurrection. But as people wrestle with who Jesus is, they're probably also wrestling with the fact that God actually has a plan to save them. Maybe that's a question you are wrestling with this morning. And it's a struggle. Because we see how plans work out in our lives. It's not hard to see when you look at your own life and see where we are and how far away it is from where we imagined ourselves to be. There's a phrase we use for this. The best laid plans of mice and men, do you know how that ends? Often go awry. That's a phrase that was coined from a poem written by Robert Burns. And how true is it? Another phrase, if you wanna make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? along the same vein because as much as we plan and plan and plan in the end it never turns out the way we envision. No plan is ever without a hiccup or a mistake at least that's the case whenever we humans are the ones making the plans even our plans feel the effect of sin even our plans are flawed simply because flawed humans make them But not so with God. He had a plan to save us even before Adam and Eve sinned and caused the world to fall into this broken existence that we live in day in and day out. God even revealed the truth that he had a plan in the same conversation with Adam and Eve right after they sinned. And that plan culminates in Jesus' in his birth, in his sacrifice on the cross, in his resurrection from the dead, and his promised return, which reminds me of another question-themed song that we sing. Only this one we sing around Easter. Hymn number 456, Were You There? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? This African spiritual asks us to try to imagine what it would be like to be at the death and resurrection of Jesus, to watch it firsthand as it asks four very pointed questions. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? And were you there when God raised him from the tomb? And rightly so. They say that sometimes it causes us to tremble, tremble, tremble. Because God's perfect plan unfolded perfectly. God's perfect Son died as the perfect sacrifice, taking our sin upon Himself and making us perfect for all eternity. And it's the resurrection that makes Christianity distinct. In Islam, the prophet Muhammad died. Mormonism, Joseph Smith died. Confucianism, Confucius died. Buddhism, Buddha died. And yes, I'll give it to you that Jesus died too, but he's the only one who didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He was resurrected from the dead, and he lives to this day and will continue to live forever, giving us hope that we too will be raised from the dead as his beloved children. And there's one other distinction worth mentioning. In all the other religions I mentioned, it's all about what what you can do for your God as you work hard to secure your afterlife. But in Christianity, it's all about what God has done for us, how he's done everything necessary for our afterlife, and then we get to go and live a life of gratitude for this saving act. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.